What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Marriage Mondays here on the Two Feet on the Ground Gravity Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm your other host, Jamie. And today we wanted to talk to you about financial fidelity. That's right, folks. Being faithful in our marriage in the area of finances. That's a lot of Fs. I don't know, Jane, what do you think? Do we give us a shot? Absolutely. Here we go. So I think that we've talked about it before, but we were young married, married at 19, and we didn't have a lot of money. So for a lot of years, we had to clear finances through each other. Yeah, like buying a square of top ramen, maybe. No, I don't know if it was... Not that much, but literally um, anything over 20 bucks, probably. And while we were brainstorming this, Chris made the comment that, you know, up until like 20 years ago, we would clear that. No, I think it was like up until about eight years ago, we would clear $20 through each other because we're trying to be considerate to the other one and knowing where finances went. Yeah. Folks, we've talked about finances before and just the importance of us uh, being not being a slave to our money. We don't want to be in debt and overly stressed over finances. And we we have lived this out. We haven't done it perfectly. And we're going to give you some ideas today that may or may not work for you. You might disagree. But as long as you're having open communication with your spouse, as long as you're not going into mountains of debt, you have to figure out what's going to work for you in your in your life. And there's some financial experts out there like Dave Ramsey that are going to tell you, they're going to tell you folks what what to do with your your finances. But today we really wanted to focus on the piece of us being faithful with each other in the area of our finances, financial fidelity. How do we be honest with each other? How do we make sure that this doesn't become a big issue? Now, before we hit record, Jim, I asked you, what what are the, the main areas that cause conflict in marriage? And like maybe a second went by before you gave me your answer. And what was your answer? It was money, Time and sex. Which we've already agreed. Well, I really haven't agreed. But Jamie's told me there's a boundary on the last one. We can't talk about it, folks. But we're going to talk about money. Because we genuinely believe that this is an area that can cause serious conflict in marriage. Even to the point of divorce. And we don't want to see that in your marriage. We want to see your marriage as strong. We want uh, to see your marriages be a, a, a relationship that brings you joy and that really is almost a vehicle to all the other amazing things in in life. That's what Jamie and I experience in our marriage. Now, you've heard us unpack conflict here on the air. Like, we don't have a perfect marriage. We fight. We don't do this financial thing perfectly. So that was our motivation. We're going to share with you the problem that we have going on here when it comes to being unfaithful in our in our finances or not exercising fidelity. We're going to be talking about how to prevent it, and we're going to get into uh, proceeding forward if if you're you're currently holding some secrets. So let's start off hun, with the problem. I thought I thought that you couldn't spell families without lies, but he's wrong because in Four Christmases you can't spell families without lies. Try it. Lies is literally in the word. It is in the word families. families. But uh, 
No, we don't want to do that, folks. We don't want to be lying in our marriage relationship in any area, especially when it comes to our finances. You know, when I think about that word fidelity, uh, the first thought for me is just this physical fidelity and marriage like closeness fidelity. But as we unpack this financial thing we wanted to talk about, it's absolutely a piece of fidelity because we don't want to have secrets in marriage in any aspect, any realm. So that includes like messaging, which we've talked about before. It includes, well, for us, physically meeting with someone of the opposite sex as a boundary, right? Unless we're talking professional or friends we've been with, friends with for 20 years, that's the first thing that comes to mind is this physical fidelity. But when we talk about finances, we don't want to have secrets in our marriage because on one of our more recent episodes, we talked about weeds taking root in our marriage. Yeah. And and that's what can happen here, folks. If we If we start breaking away, if we start doing things with our finances and we're not being open and honest with our spouse about these things, it's going to be a weed. It can start as something small. Well, I'm going to get this secret credit card just in case, just in case I need to buy something, but I'm not going to tell my spouse about it. That's a, that's a, like a seed of a weed, right? You, you have the credit card. You haven't done anything with it yet, but, but it's this seed that has the potential of growing into this monstrous weed that's going to create this huge problem in your marriage. And so you can't do that, right? Because now you have the credit card, now you start using it. And and then when you eventually, eventually this is going to get brought into the light. Eventually, somehow, when we are keeping secrets with our spouse, eventually, somehow that's going to come out. And when it comes out, there's a violation of trust. That's the problem here, folks. That's the why that's why this is such a big deal for us to be financially faithful for us to exercise fidelity is because when we violate this our spouse can can't trust us anymore they they wonder what else are we keeping from them in in this marriage relationship are we violating our marriage covenant are we are we being unfaithful in other areas as well whether it be physically or uh, whether it be emotionally so that's the problem we have to be financially faithful with each other. We have to be open and honest. Everything has to be on the table because when we're not, it violates trust and we can't have a strong marriage relationship without trusting each other. So Chris doesn't know I'm about to ask what I'm going to ask, but Chris, has there ever been a time in our marriage where you have done something with our finances and didn't tell me? Yes. And it was recent too. <laughs> so uh, Jamie and I have a tension in our marriage of what to do with with savings, uh, how much money to commit to our retirement. And I currently lead our finances. Jamie did it for, oh man, almost 20 years. And when she went back to school to get her master's degree, I took it over so that it was one less stressor that she had. And as I got pay increases, cost of living pay increases at work, uh, it was like a, I don't know, like a three or 4%. What I did was I put one of those percents towards our retirement account without talking to her. And then I think I did it another year and put one more percent. Which is a really great like plan, right? He's literally thinking in the future for our 
like lives together post-retirement. But when he told me... She wasn't happy. (laughs) I was offended, people, because he didn't talk to me about it. He just did it. Which, in in here's my brain, and maybe this is woman brain, maybe this is just partner brain. Um, I was like, wait a minute. You took money we could have been putting towards other things and put them towards this without me knowing. So I was a little bit offended about this. Yeah, and folks, we're sharing this. I'm laughing. I'm only laughing because we've already worked through this. But the right way to have done that would have been for me to sit down with her. I believed she was going to resist this idea of putting more money towards our retirement. And so instead of me doing what I should have done, what we always talk about here on the podcast of going to each other, carving out the time, having great conversation, establishing mutual purpose and mutual respect and discussing this and, and, and working out a compromise. Instead, I just did it behind her back. And so that's not the right way to do it. We, we want to be open and honest because the problem, again, that it creates is now we don't, it creates that spirit of, I don't trust you. Uh, what other areas are you being untrustworthy in in our marriage? So uh, strongly recommend you don't do what I did. If you're going to commit more money towards retirement, talk with your spouse about it, get on the same page, and then move forward. So let's get into preventing. What have we done in our marriage, Jamie, that has prevented us from being unfaithful? What have we kind of set up so that we had that open and honest dialogue going on? So as long as I can remember, in our personal budget, and we've talked about budgeting before, there's been an envelope or a virtual envelope that is called personal money. Now it started out at $20 a paycheck and- um, 40 bucks a month. Right, This was money that I could spend without having to justify in our ledger, like where it went. So here's an example. I get my $20 for the two weeks and I get to purchase a coffee for myself, you know, a couple times or a few times, or I can go get my car washed or I can save that money and go get my nails done. Different things like that for my personal spending. Yeah, we like that idea of having some type of money that you don't have to account for because otherwise the way we had it set up literally like Jamie shared at the beginning, when we first got married, if we were going to make a purchase that was more than $20 a month, or I'm sorry, I said that wrong. If we were going to make a purchase that was beyond $20, we were going to talk about it with each other. Right. And you don't want to have to do that for every cup of coffee because this is what happens folks. If you don't have some type of flexibility there, Uh, then either one, you just don't buy that stuff, which is okay. I think it's okay to be disciplined in your finances and not buy cups of coffee or, 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 or get your nails done. But the concern is if you don't budget it, if you don't create an avenue for you to be able to enjoy that stuff uh, and you just do it like in a free spend, if you will, at the end of the month, your coffee bill is going to be $200 and your nails, if you got them done every week, right, is going to be this huge. And now you're looking at each other going, how did we overspend? Oh my gosh, you got your nails done four times? Well, you got coffee every single day, right? And now we're in this conflict with each other. So the way we prevent it is we set up a budget. Uh, uh, I had a friend this last week push out an email talking about how do we master our finances. And these were some of the principles that he said. First and foremost, he said in a marriage relationship, he recommended having one account. And that's what Jamie and I have done. And that's what's worked well for us. 
We have one bank account. We don't have two separate accounts. We have one bank account. It's both of our money, and we both are responsible for managing this money. Uh, Second is uh, set up a budget. Once you have that one account, set up a budget that's going to allow you to to rule your money instead of your money ruling you and you going into debt. So set up a, a, a budget and live by that budget. Uh, then, then no secrets. We can't have secrets in our finances, right? I can't go out and open up new credit cards without talking to Jamie. Uh, I can't be spending and trying to hide it from her. There's no secrets here. We talk about it. Actually, Jamie, what did we do? So when it comes to there not being secrets and us talking about it, you and I have been very intentional it gets back to episode one here of the podcast. What did you and I do to make sure that we had this open communication in the area of our finances? So sometimes we have dates. We've talked about in-home dates before, talked about things that we're forecasting that were going to be things we needed to spend on, and just had this open communication about where money was going. I think that's where you're wanting me to go with this, um, but yeah. We talk about our budget. We forecast expenses that are coming up. And sometimes when Chris and I sit down to do this, he's not thinking about things that are on my mind, and I'm not thinking about things that are on his mind. Here's an example. I know that my tires need to get replaced soon. And uh, so when he's talking about, oh, we have this extra money, uh, this is really great. He's right. This is really great. But I know where that extra money is going. It's going to my tires that is coming up, or it's going to all three of our vehicles that need oil changes soon. So us having this time to talk about that is going to put it on the forefront of each other's minds so that we can see, oh, that's right. We've got these different things to do with finances and they're just out there in front of us. It was fun too. As we sit, as we sit down and have these financial dates, it, we would usually have some fun with it. We would make some kind of special food. We would have a glass of wine, uh, sometimes we would go somewhere to do it, or we would just stay in home and do it. I mean, we, we changed kind of the location of where we would have these. But it was fun to forecast because then we were planning for fun vacations and other uh, other home improvements that we were wanting to do. And we were putting that stuff out there and then working towards those goals. So this is these are the things that we did to prevent. And if you want to look listen to an episode that talks more about it. It's back on episode 17, where we talk about financial freedom, creating a budget and whatnot. So we really believe that's the way that we prevent being unfaithful in our finances by, by having one account, setting up a budget, having some kind of free money within that budget to where you can go out and do the little things that you want to do from time to time. And then having great conversation, constantly talking about it with each other so that uh, we stay on the same sheet and we don't overspend or spend money two or three times. So we talked about the problem. We've talked about prevention. I feel like we need to talk about proceeding forward now. Yeah, here's the reality, folks. We, we Just like I messed this up a couple years ago with committing money towards our retirement without being open and honest with Jamie about it. We recognize that some of you may be there as well. We recognize that some of you might be listening and you've been doing stuff with your finances and you haven't been open and honest with your spouse. You don't want to leave it there. You you don't want to stay there. Like this is going to poison your relationship. It is. So in proceeding forward, it's time to reveal it. It's time to reveal it to your spouse and talk about 
how you can move forward together in this. Because here's the thing, just like we talked about in weeds, it's going to grow, it's going to poison, it's going to be heavy on your shoulders and cause a wedge between you and your spouse. And you don't want that. Don't let those things take root in your life, in your marriage, and cause distance between you and your spouse. Yeah. And we've we've seen this play out just in our uh in our friendships over the years. Um and we've even seen it in our marriage where there's something that we're not completely talking about and it puts this burden. It puts this burden on you, just like Jamie just said. You're wearing around this burden knowing that you haven't talked with your spouse about this thing. And then it does create that wedge. And for Jamie and and me, this marriage relationship is the closest relationship that we have here on earth. Uh, and, and I love it. I love having this person that is my person that I can say anything to that, that I know always has my back, that if something comes up, she's going to support me in moving through this tough season. And so uh, we don't want you to poison your marriage relationship. So moving forward, super important for you to go to your spouse and have this tough conversation. So after you bring whatever it is to light here, financially speaking, our next step is going to be able to work together and have a plan on how are we going to fix this? Right. Because that's, here's the reality. Like that's, that's life. You're going to have problems, right? Oh, I can't remember what episode it was. You talked about one of our friends sharing, you're either preparing to go into a storm in a storm or coming out of a storm. Always. This, this is always a circular thing that's happening. So in regards to our financial realms, like where are you at right here? And, and how can you positively move forward? Yeah, I love it. Uh, the last step here in proceeding forward is going to be to build the broken trust. And this one might take some time. Oh, and this is going to be one that we're going to need to be patient with too, right? Like we're going to, if we violated trust with our spouse, we're going to need to one, own it and apologize, right? Hey, I'm sorry that I, uh, that I didn't tell you about this. Will you please forgive me? And I want to, I want us to reestablish trust in this relationship. But, but the reality is, is it, it does take time. I want to say something about if you are the one that has been violated, if you will, that isn't, that, that word doesn't sound right. Hurt. If you're the one, I like that. Thank you. If you're the one that's been hurt and you feel like, wow, my spouse wasn't telling me about this thing. One, you need to forgive them, right? Like us carrying around and throwing it back in their face uh, isn't going to help the marriage relationship. We need to forgive. And then we need to work as well. Uh, we need to work as well at at reestablishing this this trusting, close relationship. So it's on it's on the person that was 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 unfaithful, if you will, to work it at being trustworthy. But I think it's on the other spouse's responsibility as well to work through this process with each other. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. I also want to go back though to something you said about being patient and and there's going to be some time here. This isn't going to be an immediate thing in all realms of marriage. When trust is broken, it's going to take some time to rebuild. Yeah, no, I agree. So the call to action today isn't a relationship where fidelity is gold. Make sure your finances are transparent with your spouse.
Thank you for joining us today on this episode of Marriage Mondays. We want to hear from you. How are we doing here on the podcast? There's a few different ways for you to communicate back to us. First and foremost, please follow us on whatever podcast platform you're consuming this on. That will cause the next episode to come up, and it also increases our viewability on those platforms. Uh, Also, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, you can rate and review us. That also helps us out a little bit. There's five stars waiting on our main page. We'd really appreciate a five-star rating if if we've earned it. If we haven't earned it, keep your stars, folks. Shoot us an email instead at chris at gravityct.com. Let us know how to make it better. Future Marriage Monday topics or guests for me to interview. Remember, friends, getting married is easy. Staying married is really tough, so go and love well.